Hold on, I have to. I have to read it. Oh, that's right. We're actually <laughs> we recording now. It. I thought for a second there. I thought I was just <laughs> rehearsing. Still, you can't just write it and then it's just on the podcast. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> Today is Tuesday, November twentieth, two thousand eighteen, and you're listening to the official View News. I'm Greg Pollock, and I'm Adam Jar. You can find links to all the stories we talk about in our weekly newsletter and on news.viewjs.org. Today's podcast is sponsored by us at View Mastery, where our video courses guide you along your journey to, well, View Mastery. If you've ever learned from Greg at Code School or seen us present at conferences, you know we put a tremendous amount of care into our videos so you get the most clear and visual explanations possible. We currently have five courses that teach you the best practices you'll need to build solid view applications, and we release a new lesson every week. So if having a resource of constantly updated view video tutorials sounds like something you'd like, we want to offer you a 35% discount on an annual membership. Just use the code Black Friday when you sign up. By using that code, you'll lock in the same low price next year if you renew. Plus 25% of your subscription goes directly to the VIEW project. So by learning with us, you're choosing to support the VIEW framework. A bunch of slides from ViewComp Toronto have been released, along with new videos from the ConnectTech View track. These talks include building forms for an engaging user experience by Divya Saadid Haran, Angular features in Vue.js by Natalia Tepluhina, and a talk called New to Frontend Dev, Get Rocking with Vue.js by Diana Rodriguez. At ViewComp Toronto, Evan Yu took a deeper dive into new features he's working on in Vue 3.0. Deeper than what he wrote about already? <laughs> yeah, actually. In the talk, he spoke about how Vue 3.0 is going to be faster, smaller, easier to use, more native-friendly, and have more maintainable source code. I definitely like the idea of making it faster. So how is he making it possible? Well, Evan mentioned doing a virtual DOM rewrite with more efficient code, and also using proxy-based observation. Right, because reactivity is currently using object.define property. You got it. And with Vue 3, it'll be using proxies. Which double the speed and use half the memory. That's pretty awesome. You can read more about the other optimizations in our blog post. Nux version 2.3 was also released at Vue Toronto. New features include a modern build mode, a dedicated help command on the command line tool, and support for loading asynchronous data inside nux.config.js. It also has a bunch of fixes and enhancements you can read in the release notes. This Friday is View Road Trip Berlin. Berlin. <laughs> Berlin. Berlin. <laughs> this Friday is View Road Trip Berlin with a bunch of great speakers at this day-long event. It'll be followed by a special after-hours View Vixens workshop. When you first learn Vue, computer properties can be a little confusing. Yeah, everyone wonders, why don't I just write a method instead? Right, which is why I want to mention Sunil Sandhu's blog post on real-life use cases for computer properties. He covers three different simple examples for using computed properties. Anything you hadn't seen before? No. Nothing I haven't seen before. <laughs> but he shows how to use it for a shopping cart total, string concatenation, and number calculation to help make computer properties a little more clear. When you think about state management in a Vue app, you think of... Vuex, of course. Right. But this week, I read about how Snipcart chose Redux instead. You mean React's version of Vuex? Well, that's the thing. Redux isn't an official React library. It's actually standalone and framework agnostic. Because Snipcart needed their SDK to be universal, it was the better choice for them because it gives devs using their service freedom versus forcing them into using Vue. Freedom. <laughs> freedom. Isn't that George Michael? Uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking of Respect by Aretha Franklin now. <laughs> oh. What was I? 
Yeah, so in their article, they talk about how they leverage Redux Observable and how they plug Vue.js into a reactive store. If you're new to Vue and you want to add it to an existing project, Blunt Jackson wrote up a simple tutorial that shows you how to drop in the Vue.js library CDN and start coding up components. Yeah, I've actually talked to a few people who've used this method to build Vue into bigger enterprise applications. Yeah, it's a great way to get an app started with Vue. If you want to dip your toes into Nuxt, Vue School is offering a free course to get you acquainted with the library. The three-section course walks through the Nuxt fundamentals so you can get started creating universal applications. Have you heard of offline first view apps? Um, I mean, I build all my applications offline first, and then when they're ready, I deploy them. <laughs> right. In this case, we're talking about building an application that stores data locally, and when there's a network connection, syncs that data to the server and resolves any data conflicts. Yeah, that's quite different than what I do. <laughs> I think everybody does that. <laughs> but uh, in a tutorial this week, Peter Mbanugo shows you how to use Hoodie as the JavaScript backend, along with a client API to store and manage data and create a simple application, which is offline first. He also shows how to use a service worker to intercept network requests and cache the responses if they're requested again, like on a refresh while you're offline. Most Vue developers know that a component has a property to access its DOM element, $EL. But did you know that you can access the vNode too with $VNode? Hmm. Oh wow, I didn't know that. But why would you want to access the virtual DOM node? So Michael Gallagher wrote about this in a Medium post recently. He was encountering an issue where when the idea of a record was updated, the existing component for that data was destroyed and a new one was being created. And this resulted in an awkward flicker on the screen. So to fix this, he tapped into setting the ID of the vNode which solved his issue. That's an interesting approach. Yeah, there's definitely alternative ways to handle a situation like this, but it's worth knowing about $VNode in case you ever need to use it. Thanks for listening to the official Vue News Podcast. Tune in every week for the latest news in the Vue community. <laughs>